I'll let the intro go a little bit longer this time. Not for any real reason. Just I just kind of felt like it. Just uh, change things up a little bit. And if it was too long, well, my bad. You can skip ahead. That's fine. Um, so I know that everyone is probably at this point quite sick and tired of hearing about the COVID-19 virus. I am too. Um, but it is just, you know, it's a reality. And the reality is it, it doesn't really uh, discriminate uh, the different areas that it's that it's impacting. You know, whether you want to talk about sports, whether you want to talk about video games, whether you want to talk about going to the park, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's found its way to weave into just about every single facet of our lives. So, what I was hoping to do with uh, this episode was, honestly, to provide just a little distraction. I think distractions have been good um, from time to time. I'm definitely a believer in reality, you know, and calling things as they are, so not shying away from what's actually happening, like, you can't, we can't just ignore it, you know, because, again, like I said, no matter what we want to talk about, the virus is impacting it, but, you know, we can do our best to minimize the the COVID talk as much as possible, so what I'm going to do is, one, I had a couple thoughts that I just wanted to share about Um, with some of the virus stuff going on and then that's it then I'm brought on my friend Matthew who he and I are going to spend some time just talking about sports so again just if you don't and if you don't like sports well then my bad but I think you know sports can sometimes be a good um, avenue for distracting and um, just to kind of take a break from the exhausting reality that is uh, what's going on in our world right now with the COVID-19 but with that, I have just one complaint before we actually get to sports. And that is, have you ever, do you ever remember being in school and, you know, maybe it was an elementary school and you're getting ready to go to recess or something like that. But then there's that one kid who made the teacher mad. Like maybe they talked without raising their hand. Maybe they made a mess of something. I don't know. And then the teacher decides like to take away partial recess time from everyone because of that one student. You know, and then they continue to misbehave, and so the teacher continues to take away recess time. And now we're all getting mad at this one student. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. I remember having a couple of those. I probably, along with Alec, was probably the cause of a few of those instances in elementary school. But that's how I feel right about now when I see some people who still, for some reason, don't think it's you know, appropriate to stay inside and to stay home in the middle of a pandemic. Some people deciding to gather and uh, protest being told to stay home, saying their rights have been violated. I'd like to talk about that for just a second. As a government teacher, your rights have not been violated. The government has extreme and crazy powers that they aren't even using. If they wanted to take away your rights, which has been done before George W. Bush, after the 9-11 attacks, suspended the writ of habeas corpus. And so did Abraham Lincoln at the onset of the Civil War, which gave them the power to just arrest people and throw them into jail without a trial, without a warrant or anything. So being asked to stay inside for a prolonged period of time is not exactly taking away your rights, especially when an emergency like a pandemic is going on. So. Those are the thoughts of a government teacher. Stay inside. It's not that bad. Stay inside for a little bit longer. 
the longer you decide not to, the longer we're all going to have to stay inside and the longer it's going to take to get back to some sense of normalcy. All right. So, like I said, that's uh, that's it for COVID talk. Matthew and I are going to talk a little sports now, you know, and if we have to, you know, every now and then mention some of the things happening because of the virus, like sports not happening or being delayed, then I apologize. But for the most part, we're going to try and distract you for a little bit with a little bit of sports talk. If you don't care about the Rams or the Cowboys, you might struggle with this a little bit because that's probably what we're going to talk about a lot. So um, here we go. Let's talk a little sports, Matthew. Dude, I think that's the longest I've ever seen your hair. It, it's been over two months. I know. And I'm like, you, well, what? Here's what happened. I had it set up for that Saturday. I was getting ready to come back last, so like pretty much the last day of spring break. Right. And that Friday before, he's like, "Oh, sorry, man, I'm canceling all my appointments." And I'm like, "Really? You couldn't have done that? Waited one more day. <laughs> one more day." I know. I was, I was so close to getting a haircut because my guy also, I don't know. They can't. They started canceling. No, no, no. It, yeah, it was, they started canceling. And then uh, I was sitting there and I was like, well, shoot. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a haircut now. But then I happened to be with my mom this one day and she was like, my person who cuts my hair could probably do it. I was like, yeah, but because they're like a stylist, you know, they're not a barber. And I was like, okay, but will they do a good job? She would do a great job. She'd do fine. Okay, maybe I'll think about it. Yeah. I should have pulled the trigger because I think literally two days later, she also then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My guy's a stylist. He's not a barber, but he's really good. So, Well, the guy I use, he actually, I think if I remember, he, he has this like on his video on his site that he went to barber school, but he also went to cosmetology or yeah, cosmetology to also be a stylist. So he knows how to do everything. Cause he's like, I went to barber school and they don't really teach you. <laughs> There's nothing going on, but dude, I've just been itching to talk sports with someone. I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so bad. I was talking, I can't, I think it was, I don't remember who I was talking to. Oh, I think it was my pastor I was talking to, and we both agreed that next week might be the most watched draft of all time. Oh, like, probably. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is, just because of how many people are probably just dying for anything sports related right right i mean i could see it even if it's just the even if it's just the draft i wrote down a couple of things but we don't have to talk about just these things i figured we'd talk about the rams and, oh, <laughs> and everything gosh <laughs> i'll probably end up talking about the cowboys we can talk about a lot of different things but i, I oh, specifically yeah. wrote down some of the things about some of the trades that went down because oh geez even looking back at them like it's it's still blowing my mind like it still is. You're talking about the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Just everything that the Texans did. Nice mug. <laughs> Thank you. Sporting my Rams. <laughs> no, the so the other day I was out for a walk and I was just listening to I was listening to a sports podcast, um, and they were talking. And this was actually this was right after Brady signed with the Bucks, and so they were just talking all about Brady. Mm. And the greatness of Brady, and he's been to the Super Bowl so many times, and AFC Championship, blah, 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 Brady, 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 Brady. But I was sitting there thinking, man, I feel like the Texans are probably the team to blame the most. Of like probably the last, I don't know, six, seven years, 
for the Patriots always making it to the Super Bowl. I really think that. The Texans? I think so, because I feel like there's been so many seasons going in, like getting like halfway through the season and, be, and people saying things like, oh, the Texans, their defense, J.J. Watt, they're so really, really good, you know, and their offense, it ain't bad. This quarterback, whoever it is at the time, isn't playing so bad. Now they have Deshaun Watson, and then they just can't get out of their own way. Well, it's because Bill O'Brien's just a disaster. Right. A disaster. That's what I'm saying. Is like he's he's a nightmare. Therefore, it's I feel like surely the Texans could have been good enough to do something. And I say all this with the idea, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, and so to us, you know, Texans are just little brothers of 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 the Dallas area because you know well, Houston. It's Houston. I mean, they do have Deshaun Watson, but after trading Hopkins, it's like yikes. Here's what it is. I wrote it down. They gave. <laughs> oh my god! It was bad. It was bad. The the Cardinals sent them David Johnson plus his contract plus his contract, which isn't. I don't think is that bad, is it? No, it's not no. good from what he did because he because he hasn't gotten paid yet, has he? No, he like signed paid, a deal paid? a couple years ago. David Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look it up. I remember at the time when he signed it, I'm like, dang, that's he should have waited for more money. But looking no back kidding. now, it's kind of. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, okay, 14 Texans 14 million. Oh, wow. 14 million? Yeah. Okay, that's a lot higher than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're talking like what did what did uh McCaffrey just sign for? 16 million a year. 16? What does he get like 15, I think? Yes. Yeah. Jeez. That'd well, nice. you look at McCaffrey and it's like he's a running back, but he's also like a wide receiver. Right. You know like um I know I'm biased, but McCaffrey, I would pay that kind of money too because oh, of yeah. how much you're getting him the ball. Zeke, I, I was fine. I know Evan would dis- will disagree with me, but I was fine paying him that much money because he accounts for so much of the offense and has for the last three or so years. Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give David Johnson $14 million. But anyway, they gave David Johnson. Well, you got to remember at the time, David Johnson was like one of the top backs in the league like two, three years ago. Who was it that was saying this? I think it was Colin Cowherd. And sometimes I like what he says. Sometimes I don't. He was his talking about opinions are trash, but his football opinions are kind, yeah, of, kind of good. That he said, whoever the number one running back is that's taken this year, I think it'll probably be what Swift is his name. Uh, that or I would, I would say Jonathan Taylor. I, I, have, I think he's better, but it'll probably be Swift. Yeah, DeAndre Swift. He's like, I guarantee it. Within the next few years. Like a couple of years, David or DeAndre Swift will be looked at as the best running back in the NFL for a year. Yeah, so that hap- that does happen all the time. I don't think he will be, but yeah. His point just being, I don't know if he right. really running back bounce. position really fluctuates. It, it bounces around a lot, which is why I'm still going to say then Zeke is probably the best back in the NFL. Him and McCaffrey because <sighs> you're, because you're so biased on this. I, I know I'm biased. I, I admit that. So let's we'll get it out in the front. I'm really biased. Now I will explain, though, because they've both, at least now for three years, two, three, four years, have always been at the top of the conversation, like of who's the best back in the NFL. Not, you know, you start looking at like Le'Veon Bell. He was up there for one year until he torpedoed his own career. David Johnson was up there like for one year. I'm sorry, but even Todd Gurley was up there for a time, but now it's like, well, it's not definitely not him because of injury. Hey, he's Todd Gurley's going to show a lot of people that he's still got it this upcoming year, okay? He still had 10 touchdowns. He just wasn't used a whole lot, and that was part of the game plan. We're going to wait, that's true. and then 
And then at the point, it was like, oh, our offensive line's beat up. It's trash. So it was too late. We weren't going to make the playoffs. So wrapping this up, Ugh. David Johnson, a second round pick this year, mm-hmm. which I think was like 57th, and then a fourth round next year. That's so are you, bad. Are you, are you kidding me? On top of that contract. Like and you're sitting there, and then and we'll we'll come back and like and then they go to the Rams and say, hey, how about you give us Brandon Cooks and his contract as well, which they got a the Texans gave up a second uh, next year. Was it no, no they gave the the Texans the Rams gave the Texans right a second and got a, a second fourth. this year. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. The Rams gave up a second and then a fourth. No, I got that wrong. The Texans gave up a second and the fourth in 2022. Either way, you trade away the probably not probably you trade away the best wide receiver in the NFL, top three easily, and you bring in a running back that definitely has some injury questions with a mm-hmm. huge contract, and you bring in Brandon Cooks to replace DeAndre Hopkins. Bill O'Brien should be a GM. I don't get it. I honestly, like last year, Brandon Cooks, I wrote this down 42 passes, 583 yards, two touchdowns. He wasn't, it's not yeah. that he was, he was, he had concussion issues last year. Granted, yeah. I guess throughout his career, he's had concussion issues. And then he just, we didn't have enough time to wait for him to get open deep. So we had, if you look at towards the end of the year, we were throwing a lot of short, quick throws to our tight end, mm-hmm. him and Cup. Our tight end and cup. I, I know we just you, we didn't need him, so that's I, why we traded him. I know you're a big uh, Deshaun Watson fan. Oh yeah, and I know I probably don't give him enough credit for how good he actually is. You do not. Nobody but, does. But this is not Texans fans. But this is not good. This is not a good deal for him. Oh no, this is a bad situation. And if you look at it, you should have if, – if you were going to trade DeAndre Hopkins, you at least should have got the Cardinals' number one pick. Yes. In this year's draft. And what they could have done with that pick, they should have gone O-line because they need the O-line. I know they traded for Tunsil for, uh, from Miami before the season started uh, for left tackle. But yeah. other, and, they, and they drafted a, another tackle in last year's draft. But Deshaun Watson is playing behind one of the best – or sorry, worst O-lines uh, in football. I, I'll give them this at least. If you're the Cardinals, I could see because what what pick do they have this year? Is it thirteenth? No, no, it's not. It's no, uh, no, it's a. Uh, I have a mock draft actually pulled up here. We're going to talk about it in a second, but it's a little higher. Isn't um, it like ten? Nine or no eight? They have eight. They have the eighth pick. So I could even see if you're the Cardinals not wanting to give up the eighth overall pick for DeAndre Hopkins because you know that you're bringing him on. You're about to have to turn right around and pay him Amari Cooper money. You know, twenty or, or especially DeAndre, now, especially DeAndre now, Hopkins but, still has three years left on his deal, though. Oh, is it three? Well, okay, it was, but that's but he was wanting a new deal, right? Well, he was wanting a raise, but it's like you didn't have to give him the raise. He had three years left. Right. I'm just saying, if you're the Cardinals, like I could see them not wanting to part with a first round pick to bring on a guy that you know is wanting to negotiate for more than. Well, just say if he's asking for a raise, I would say the 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 minimum he'd ask for would be eighteen. Like to bump up to eighteen, especially since Amari Cooper just signed for twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, so but but even then, like you should have been able to hold the Texans up and say, no, 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 um, we are. Or, or, sorry, if you're the Texans, you should still should have been able to hold the Cardinals up and say, no, we'll take your second this year and we'll take your first next year. 
Because you're getting, you are getting the best receiver in the NFL, and that's what I was saying about with Deshaun Watson. This is bad, because I know he's really, really good, but I think DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins really helps. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, for me, he's always been. I've had him as the best receiver in the league. Granted, I don't think he was last year. Obviously, Michael Thomas had a great year. He's probably number two behind Mari Cooper now, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you look at what DeAndre Hopkins was doing before Deshaun Watson got there with Uh quarterbacks, I mean, just a random bunch of quarterbacks, and he was still amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had TJ Yates. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was there. Uh, um, I want to say Brian Hoyer was there for a year, but I don't yeah, think, I think Hoyer true. played Brock for Osweiler. Time. Osweiler, yeah. Oh, my Yikes. gosh. Yikes. <sighs> it's, it, I'm t- the Texans are a dumpster fire. And, and it's, it's reasons like that, I think, that are main reasons what, like that. that have, I mean, I still think Tom Brady's great. The Patriots are great. And, and Bill Belichick is a genius and all that, blah, 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 blah. But – it definitely helps when some of your biggest threats are just dysfunctional franchises. You know, you're talking about the Texans who just can't figure anything well, out. Well, I feel like the Texans haven't even been a threat to them because they I always mean, lose in the first round of the playoffs. They don't play each other. It's usually, uh, I feel like the Patriots usually play, I guess, the Titans. I mean, I know they played this past year, but I'm just saying, I feel like after looking at some of the teams, they have put out on the field. I'm sitting there and I'm saying, surely at least once you would have thought that they could have put it together and then and then been a, a danger to the Patriots and been a contender and not just bellied up in the first round every single year. Well, they actually won. They they beat the Bills in the first round this year and then they blew it against the Chiefs. That's right. Oh yeah, twenty four. What was it? Twenty four to nothing. Yeah, it was. And that's that's all on Bill O'Brien again. His coaching there really shined, didn't it? I mean, goodness. Now, I, I just want to say this. The Texans have been able to make the playoffs only because of Deshaun Watson. If he's oh, not their yeah, quarterback, they're not making the playoffs. Well, okay, let's say because of Deshaun Watson and because of Andrew Luck. <laughs> well, I mean, they were still his, making the playoffs. His, his lack of absence. Yeah, I know. Man, but wouldn't you just love as a as a Rams fan and me as a Cowboys fan? Wouldn't you love to be in the AFC right now? Yes, I I would. I, I would I would love that. Let me let the Cowboys be in the AFC South. Like we'll trade spots with. I don't know. Like let's boot the the Jags out of there because no one wants. Them. You guys shouldn't even be in the NFC East. I know. Why, don't, I, why are you there? I don't why know. Are you there? <laughs> Geographically, that makes no sense. It doesn't. But you know, whatever. Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Oh, how about the Cowboys? Oh, yeah. Gosh. Man, um, nowhere to go. Oh, well, now, the Texans are a mess. And I, just, I think they will be for a bit. Uh, I, I could be proved wrong. I just but... feel so bad for Deshaun Watson because, I mean, because he's going to be up for a new hot soon. And if I'm him, I don't want to stay. If Bill O'Brien's there, I'm just like, I don't Oh, stay. yeah. Well, the other, the other day um, – a bunch of people, or we can talk about this too now if you want, but a bunch of people are freaking out about, you know, uh, Dak Prescott uh, contract negotiations were coming up in the news again. There are a bunch of Dak haters out there being like, you should never pay a, a, a quarterback like this. Like, here's what we should do. We should trade him to the Texans for Deshaun Watson, and then, like, we'll, and then that'll be better. We can pay him. And one of the Cowboy beat writers was like, 
so you're you're hung up because you know we'll just say theoretically you might have to pay Dak Prescott thirty five million dollars. You're gonna have a rude awakening if you think it's much different if you bring Deshaun Watson over here, <laughs> like, and I'm sure that and that and that's a big thing if 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 Dak Prescott signs you know, tomorrow for thirty five, how much does Deshaun Watson sign for? And then you have Mahomes too. Thirty-seven, and then Mahomes is going to come in and be like, "I want." In fact, that's what I want. Is I wish, which he he has no reason to. I wish Mahomes would go ahead and sign his deal. Like they would get that done. Because I wish that they would just come in and say, "Hey, we're going to pay Patrick Mahomes forty million dollars." And I'd be like, "Great, that helps us negotiate with with Dak, so we can say, hey, Mahomes just won a Super Bowl and he's making forty, so here's thirty-six. Please and thank you." What is what is what is Dak wanting? Honestly, yeah, that's the thing. If you get on, if you get on there, you'll see reports of, "Oh, he's asking for forty million dollars." It's like that's, I don't know. I don't think that, I don't. I don't think they've come out there and said. I think I heard that the last time, and I heard that they're getting close, maybe, but I think the Cowboys offered thirty three or thirty four, and he turned it down. I'm pretty sure, in my mind, I'm pretty sure the number he's wanting is thirty five, thirty six. Because there were reports that earlier the Cowboys were like, how about 30? And then he said, how about 40? Which in negotiations, that's what, if you're, if you're, if right, the, right. you actually want is 35, that's what you would do is like, you would, if they offered 30, you'd say, no, I want 40. What about 32? How about 37? How about 34? How about 35? There you go. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Well, I mean, I'll say this about Dak. If Jared Goff's making 134 million, for his total contract, which is terrible. It's like what's Dak's his, better what's than his, golf. What what what's his yearly deal right now? Uh, I don't even know. He signed up he signed a four year, $134 million extension last September for $110 million guaranteed. That's which 30, is the, that's thirty three and a half per year. So it's yeah. too much. It's Gosh. too much. Well, it stinks so I, I, I can't remember. I think it was you who I was talking to. I wish that they would just do the, the, they should have done something with quarterback contracts in this new CBA. Like figured out something, right? Yeah. I've either given teams one uncapped contract, or just had a separate cap for quarterbacks. Like you, like you, you, you set a cap at. Like you could still combine them together and say, "Here's the total amount you can still spend." So you can spend less over right. here, but we're just gonna and we'll keep up in it every year. But like right now, the cap at quarterback is forty million dollars. You cannot go over that, and that's just its own separate thing. And like we can keep increasing it little bit, little bit, little, 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 but it's just ridiculous. And it's going to get out of control so fast. As soon as Patrick Mahomes is like, eh, actually guys, I want $42 million because they're going to pay it. They're going to have to, they'll have to, they'll have to. And they'll say, okay, $42 million. So here you go. And then all of a sudden, like another thing I think I've heard that, um, that uh, another reason why, uh, Prescott hasn't hasn't signed a long term deal, which is really smart on his part. Is he sitting? Uh, is because they keep getting hung up on the years. Cowboys want to sign a five year deal, and I think he wants to do a four or something like that, maybe even three, because he knows if I sign it thirty five million dollars today, five years from now, yeah, quarterback. If it keeps going at this rate, five years from now, quarterbacks could be signing for forty eight million, fifty million dollars, right. So why don't I sign a, f- a shorter deal, a three-year deal, and that way I can jump up from 35 all the way to 40 
you know, assuming I still keep getting better, which makes sense, but it's, 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 ridiculous. yeah. And if you look at it, as soon as your team signs your quarterback to an extension, the whole team becomes worse because you don't have enough money to spend for players. And you're only you then, and you're then only good if you happen to find, you know, if you, if you happen to get your Russell Wilson's who can actually carry your whole team, which that's another thing is like, you're, you're punished for finding the most important position on the team. Well, that's why it's so important that when you draft that quarterback and he's actually like good immediately, like Russell Wilson, you need to quickly create a, a great team around him so you can capitalize off his yeah. contract. I mean, look at what they did in their first uh, – I mean, the Seahawks won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They should have won a second one. Yeah. If they win that second one, they probably keep going on this run for at least for a couple more years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's why, honestly – I could talk for an hour about this, but I won't because I'll try to keep us limited in our time. 2014. 2014 is the biggest failure for the Cowboys like in the last 60 years. And it's Jerry's fault, partially. This is the one of the few times you'll actually hear me blaming Jerry because I'm actually a big Jerry defender. But that's the year that you hadn't paid Des Bryant yet. Okay. You hadn't paid DeMarco Murray. You were paying Tony Romo big bucks for whatever that was at the time. You were paying Tyron Smith huge money. Well, t- technically huge money, but he had signed at that point that 10-year contract, so his cap right. hit was like nothing. But they just said, yeah, 10 years, in, it's all guaranteed. Travis Frederick was there, and then they had just drafted Zach Martin, who was already playing as an all-pro as a rookie. Right. So, like, where was all that money? It just weren't we weren't spending it anywhere because then you didn't spend you spent it on Brandon Carr you gave him a fifty million dollar contract to play cornerback out there and just like you had all of this cheap talent around you and you couldn't and you couldn't put more players around around Tony to get it done because that year what they needed was a defense but it's like right. so badly like you can we can talk about oh the catch you know like did does catch it which he did catch it he did. You, st- you still played against I, – I remember, you played against a one-legged Aaron Rodgers that day, and you couldn't bring him down. It's like, so, yeah, it, you, I mean, I'm, just, I'm saying that I'm agreeing with you. Like, you have to find a way to win right. with cheap talent, which is why 2016 for the Cowboys was also really disappointing because it's like, oh, snap, like we're, we're so close and we haven't paid Dak yet. We haven't paid Zeke yet, we, and we have paid Dez, but that's it, and now we're – it's like, oh shoot, we've paid Amari, we've paid Zeke, and now we're about to pay Dak. Right. And then you, you had to let Byron Jones go. Yeah. Which that's so. looking that's looking scary. Which we'll come we'll come back to that when we go to my mock draft here in a bit because I'm 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 terrified. I'm I'm horrified. <laughs> I'm I'm so scared of this year. So scared. Anyway. Actually, I guess we can just talk about it now. That's fine. Yeah. I want to go to it. So, the draft is next week. We need a little good little distraction. Yeah. I'm thinking this has a chance to be the craziest draft ever. So, someone, someone said on Twitter the other day um, that like it was like a GM that came out and said the media is so wrong this year, like more wrong than they've I ever saw been. That. I saw that. Been before. And he's like, you guys have no idea what we're going to be doing. And I was like, 
if that's true, you don't know what everyone else is going to be doing then because you're not the right. GM for every team. But no, well, I, I saw could... something today where because normally you have scouts scouting the same players and they talk amongst each other and they kind of like create a census of like, oh yeah, this guy's better than this guy or oh yeah, this guy's in mm-hmm. this group. But now you don't have that. So you're going to have teams with players at way different positions on their draft boards. I remember uh, the, I mean, basically for like, I think the last five, six years, it's kind of ruined draft night for me because I've, I've come into the draft night the last five, six years with about a name of two to three guys that I know this is going to be the pick for the Cowboys because they do their 30 visits, you know, like they bring in different guys to come in and visit the complex. And then you just do deductive reasoning from that. It's like, okay, that guy's definitely not going to be there when they pick. Cause he's a top 10 pick. Those guys are second round, third round, fourth round talents. Those guys are right about in the range. So it's probably one of those three, like just about every Cowboys fan who paid attention knew uh, last year that even though it was a second round, we're like, it's going to be Tristan Hill. Like the closer guys, like it's Tristan Hill. The year before that, it's Layton. Like we we all know it's Layton. But this year, I have I have no clue because we don't know who they're doing, who they're getting to visit with, and whatnot. Right. Listen to uh, so this this website usually screws things up, but this sound actually it kind of actually makes sense. Listen to this, and this is why. This is why Coach Phillip is is panicking right now. <laughs> Joe Burrow goes number one to the Bengals. Right. Chase Young then to the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas to the Lions. Whoa. Is this your mock draft or is this? this... I did. It's on fanspeak.com and it does it automatically. You can pick which team you draft for and then how many rounds and then it picks. Oh, okay. Okay. It's for you. So Isaiah Thomas uh, for the Lions. Uh, Tristan Wirfs for the Giants. Okay. Tua for the Dolphins. Okuda for the Chargers, which this doesn't take into account trades, by the way. It can't. Um, which that one I think is more likely that they pick. I think they are they're the ones that maybe either move up for Tua or take Hit or Hibbert. Are you talking about the Chargers? Yeah, I think they they they'll probably do that, but they really need but, to go man, line. But it was like, but if but if Okuda is sitting there, like he that's that's hard to move away from. Which if Okuda makes it to ten, I'm gonna light the biggest fire the North has ever seen and tell Jerry you get your butt up there right now and like and you grab that kid. But anyway, uh, Derek Brown then the Panthers. Uh, Jarek Wills, uh, offensive tackle to the Cardinals. C.D. Lamb, that one hurts, to the Jaguars. Andrew Thomas to the Browns. Henry Ruggs, the Jets, that one hurts. Are you wanting a receiver? I'll get to it, yeah. (laughs) Um, Javon Kenlaw, that that one really hurts, to the Raiders. C.J. Henderson to the 49ers. Jeffrey Judy to the Bucks. Josh Jones to the Broncos and then Zach Bond to the Falcons. So right away, you know, this isn't that accurate because more than likely someone's going to take Justin Hibbert from Oregon and someone is probably going to trade up for love. I would think the quarterback. That's dangerous, but yeah, you're probably right. But okay. Yeah. So this is where I'm pretty sure I know what the Cowboys pick is going to be this year. And it's who I would pick in this case, and it makes me scared. And it's Kelevon Chason from uh, from LSU. And that's who I'm going to pick. Kelevon Chason. That edge rusher? Yeah. Huh. He uh, he's been described as a much more talented Taco Charlton. Like he's just he's young. He's new to football. He's very raw. Like in the tremendous upside, but like boomer bust. Honestly, this draft scares me because we have no cornerback depth on our team. 
and the only two corners worth taking in the first round, I think, well, okay, the only two that are worth taking that are would get me excited and make me feel better about our cornerback situation, like immediately, is C.J. Henderson and Okuda. I think I like Fulton. I like Fulton, but again, like Fulton, like you're sticking him out, then I'm like, oh. Well, here, here, if, here's, here's something that kind of like backs him up. So his numbers, so he played at LSU. Mm-hmm. He got to play Oklahoma and Alabama. Both those teams had the top. That is true. He, he went against Ruggs, he went against Judy, and he went against uh, Lamb. And his numbers against all three of those guys are very, very impressive. Like, very impressive. I don't have them in front of me, but it's really good. Yeah, see, this this mock draft site sometimes screwed everything up because I think it showed Justin Love, or not, Jordan Love just went at pick 43 to to the Bears. That actually would be kind of funny. Oh, the Bears. Who's who's on the board? Cam Akers, Robert Hunt. I won't do this whole thing. Ashton Davis. I actually like that kid. It's a safety from California. But anyway, like it's gonna be interesting because there's a lot of so you asked if I wanted a receiver. If CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy was sitting there at 17 and CJ Anderson or CJ Henderson is off the board and uh uh Javon Kenlaw is off the board, I take him. Take them because we do what like re- receivers actually a need for the team. And I'd rather pick one of those guys than, than go ahead and say, well, I guess we'll just go ahead and take Grant Delpit at 17 or, or Christian Fulton. I think my dream scenario, my dream would be to do something like sit there at 17 and then the Patriots want to come up to 17 to draft Jordan Love. And then we go back don't, to 23. Don't and, do it. You don't trade with the Patriots. You don't help out that organization. I, I, I'll do a deal with them. If it, means oh I, I, if, it, if it means I get to pick up a third round pick and go back to the 23 and then draft Grant Delpit or Christian Fulton, I'm doing that. You're just giving them another dynasty to work with. So congratulations. Jordan Love's not going to be a dynasty pick. If he goes to New England, maybe. Potentially. They already have the defense and they're in a very weak division. I think the thing that I'm excited about the draft because I'm always excited about the draft, obviously. Right. But I think the thing that, that bothers me the most this year is it feels like no matter what I'm going to be, I'm going to be upset because just, at least you just, have a first round pick. Yeah. It's like we have first round pick. I'm sorry, Rams, but I feel like I'm going to be upset no matter what, because I'm probably not going to get the guy I want in the first round, at least where I want them. And unless we trade up, which maybe we should do that. And there is no way, no possible plausible way at all. 0% chance that Chase Young doesn't end up with either the Giants or the Redskins. And that's upsetting. Well, (laughs) (laughs) you have that big old bad old line, so you should be okay, right? Yeah, no, we will. Like, we'll be fine, but I, it's not He's going to wreck you guys. He's going to wreck you guys. He's going to wreck everybody. You know what's really annoying is the last time, and I really mean this, and I think it's really because of, of, of Dak, the last pass rusher to just wreck a game against us was probably Sharif Floyd for Philly when we played in Philly this year. He was kind of a nightmare that game. And then whatever his name is, that four sack guy in, in uh, Atlanta. But that was a that was an, an anomaly because we put Chaz Green out there at left tackle. But Dak's a dude, though. I'm ready to pay him. 
I think he should. I think he's worth it. There's, I mean, it, it goes back to what we were saying. In this league, if you find a quarterback, that's the price of doing business, which, again, right. it, it sucks because maybe you, maybe you luck out and the, and the quarterback you happen to be paying is Patrick Mahomes, who you, who you could actually see yourself. Yeah, he could carry most of the team while we put cheap talent around him. Right. But if you're the Vikings and you're forced to pay Kirk Cousins – like that sucks because well don't pay him then i, I know, know i know the position the quarterback position is the most important position of football but if you don't love a guy that you have then don't pay him go find another guy i know, I know. it's really hard to find another guy it is but the problem is, is like but you can't it's not win. impossible you can't win if you don't have a good quarterback i don't know the ravens were able to make the playoffs last year when Lamar was still a rookie, and he yeah. was not that good. John Harbaugh's kind of a wizard, though. He is. Well, he's great, so. I don't know. I'm just hoping that that cap number keeps going up and up and up and up, especially after we handed Amari Cooper 20 million bucks. That's a lot of money. It is, but, uh, man. He's not even a top five receiver, Philip. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get a list going right now. Okay. okay. No particular order. Just start throwing them out. Let's see. So obviously Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, hold on. Let me. I'm a slow rider because otherwise a chicken scratch. Hopkins, Adams, Devontae Adams. Don't no no need to hesitate on that okay. one. I didn't hesitate. Serious? I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Okay. Julio Jones. Okay. Tyree Kill. Is that five? It is, but we're gonna keep we're gonna keep listing out some other going? Time. Yeah, we're gonna keep going because we're gonna get some. I'm gonna go ahead and write them down because we're talking about him. Amari Cooper. Okay, okay, okay. I would rather have Odell. He was hurt last year, and he was and Baker Mayfield was also terrible. Okay. Anyone, <laughs> anyone else that we need to uh, include on this list? I'm trying just to, off the top of my head, those I'm, six. But yeah, I'm, well, we have three, four, five. We have seven written down. I'm trying to just go through each team really fast in my head. Um, but I don't think so. Oh, I feel really bad when we were talking about running backs. I, I, I feel bad and I don't. We didn't mention Saquon, but he's in New York and the Giants are stupid. They shouldn't have drafted him anyway, so that's whatever. <laughs> what quarterback was it that they passed on when they, when they, when they took him? When they took uh, Saquon? Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a quarterback there that they could have taken instead? Uh, surely there was because he was number two. Oh, well, that was the year for uh, – that was because ba- Baker, Baker went one, and then Darnold went to the Jets, and then uh, Josh Allen went to Buffalo, Josh Rosen went to Arizona, and feel bad for that kid. And then Lamar was the last pick in that draft. Was I'm there any other – I'm just looking it up and seeing what the picks were. Um, do, 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 do. Or the 2018, it was 2018. So 2018 draft results. Because I remember sitting there thinking, you know, it makes sense to draft. Like it made sense for the Cowboys when they drafted Zeke. Because at the time, you really thought you were going into that year with um, Tony Romo as your quarterback. And so, yeah, let's get a stud running back to go behind Tony. You couldn't predict that he was going to, you know, break his back again. Ugh. I want to talk about that. Okay, yeah, Baker Mayfield went number one. Vita Vea went two. No, 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 sorry. Oh. I, that was, he went 12. <laughs> it, it was – their order on this website is weird. 
No, it was. Saquon Barkley went two. Right, yeah. Then so they Darnold. Did, so then Sam Darnold, Denzel Ward, Bradley Cobb, or Bradley Chubb, Cobb, um, Quentin Nelson, Josh Allen, Roquan Smith, Josh Rosen went number 10. Right. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks. And then you got Lamar with the last quarterback taking the night. Lamar round. Jackson went 32, yeah. So, no, there – Oh yeah, that was the year we passed on DJ Moore. Oh man, I wanted DJ Moore so bad. I mean, yeah, I do remember Le- you talking Le- about him. Leighton Vander Esch was a is a good pick so far, but man, DJ Moore is a stud in Carolina, and I wanted him so bad. Okay, um, but yeah, you drafted Saquon when you knew Eli Manning is a awful, B bad, and C. Can't throw the ball. D is old. And well, he's gone now. So yeah, I know he's gone now, which is what you should have drafted. You should have drafted Sam Darnold that year, because now and this is just my opinion. You know, I think. Yeah. I think if you're going to draft a running back, top fifteen pick. Like I'm not in this camp where people say you should never draft a running back in like the first round. Shut up. You can. If you are in a position where you know we are close, like we are very close to competing for a championship, and if you were in the 2016 like Cowboys, you're sitting there and you're saying, we're close. We were close in 2014. We lost Tony in 2015, but we were close. So let's draft Zeke. If you're the Giants, you're the number two pick. And you weren't even close. And, you weren't, so, and you're not even close. You should have drafted aren't. Sam Darnold. And you still aren't. And so you've now wasted – Two seasons of Saquon Barkley. And then you're going to have to pay him not too long. Yeah, which you shouldn't. Well, I'm, just, I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying if you're the Giants, if you're the, yeah. if you're the Giants, generous. you should not pay him because you're not close. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, top receivers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Out of this list, if it's just like a wide receiver draft, and I am a wide receiver coach, so I feel like I get, little, is, I, I get to swing a little bit of weight here. This wide receiver draft class is insane. It is. It's so good. Julio, I think, is number one. In my book, I love the Julio receivers where he's not only fast like DeAndre, but he's tall, he, he's tall and he's strong like De, even more than DeAndre. So I'm saying Julio's two and then Hopkins – or Julio's one and then Hopkins is two. I would put – Thomas one, Hopkins two, Julio three. But it's so it's the, those are the so, top three. So then I'm gonna put Thomas three. So we agree on the top three, not the right. order, but the three. Right. Yeah, let me cross these out. Okay. Tyree Kill. Over Devontae Adams? No, is not on this list for top five. Not yet. Okay. Well, I was just throwing names out there. You, I, I you know, were know, saying receivers I know, I know, better I know, than I know, Cooper. I know. No, I know. I'm, I'm try- I'm, my position is I'm trying to get Cooper on that list of top five. I didn't even mention Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin God, had a Godwin, great year. Godwin, he had no. a great year last he had a year. great year, but Godwin, no. I'll put Evans on the list just so we can have someone else to talk about. So far to me, and I'll plead ignorance here, I don't watch every Chiefs game like I do every Cowboys game, but to me, I've I have never seen. I won't say never. I have rarely seen anything to make me think Tyree Kill isn't more than just. I mean, they call him the cheetah. He's, he's the cheetah because he has unbelievable speed. 
you know, um, which just speaking, just from a technical point in football, speed is a lot easier to cover is a lot easier to contain than just like a guy like Michael Thomas or a Hopkins, or I'm going to say an Amari Cooper, who is just an artist in the, in the realm of route running. I think Tyreek Hill is really, really good and an unbelievable weapon, but I don't know if he's a top five wide receiver. Probably. Well, I was just listing names better okay. than Cooper. So I didn't even mention Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's been great for years. He's not better than Amari Cooper. I would rather have Keenan Allen over Amari Cooper. I'm just going to say my top five receivers right now list would probably definitely be those three in some order. And I just say this in no order is Julio Hopkins, Thomas Cooper, and then talent wise, it's Odell, but you have to take into account that it's, that it's Odell. So I'm not going to say Odell. So I'm going to probably say Devonte Adams, but also even he kind of gives me pause just because it's like you play with, Aaron Rodgers, but he is probably up there. And if it's not Adams, it probably then is Tyreek Hill or Mike Evans at that point. I mean, Kenny Galladay from Detroit, he's really good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Got Cooper Cup from my Rams, he's really good. Cooper Cup is another receiver. This this in this league is full of receivers that that Philip wanted at some point. Cooper Cup <laughs> was one I really wanted. DJ Moore is one mm-hmm. I really wanted. Calvin Ridley is another one I really really wanted. Yeah, I think you're okay without having him. <laughs> well, you have to remember, going into 2018, that was when we let Des go, and we signed uh, Alan Hearns to replace him. So we were going into the league with our wide receiver core being Alan Hearns, uh, Terrence Williams, and uh, Cole Beasley. Hey, Alan Hearns was pretty good. He was pretty good, but not like – I don't know. I feel like he broke his ankle for you guys. It's this. Yeah, that was nasty. Oh man. So quick. I I promised at the beginning of my little opening monologue, we would stay away from, um, from COVID talk, but it's just relevant for a second with all the Mm -hmm. time we've had, you know, the NFL made the NFL uh, game pass free. So a couple weeks ago, I watched rewatched that game. Uh, the Seattle game, the playoff game. And I completely forgot that that was in there. Was like, oh, no. But then it happened. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Just snapped. Oh. Oof. Oh, boy. Anyway, that was the year, though, that they cut Dez. Excuse me. And you replace him with Alan Hearns. Like, Alan Hearns is fine, but you're trying to replace the, the production that you had from Des Bryant. It, rem- it, it reminded me, and I remember I was like the only one. I was sitting there talking to Evan. He's like, I think it's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. It's going to be 2015 all over again. When you, when you signed Des and you didn't sign DeMarco Murray, it's like, it's cool. It's fine. <laughs> Joseph Randall can do it. Or Darren McFadden can. Really? Like, Really? <laughs> Marco Murray almost runs for 2,000 yards, and you're just like, eh, someone else can do it. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, that's and Which is why then, 2018, they traded their first-round pick for Murray Cooper, and then everything was really good from there. And then everything was really disappointing last year, so I don't even want to talk about last year. <laughs> Very sad. Yeah. Well. Especially that Vikings game. Being that I was there, that was so frustrating. 
so frustrating to watch Kirk Cousins beat you. It's Kirk Cousins, man. It's yeah, trash. well. Trash. Yeah, I should have won then. It's true. We should have. Um, I feel like I was going to ask you, I was going to transition and ask you about something about basketball, but now I can't remember what it was. Um, you wanted to talk about Luca? Oh, I always want to talk about Luca, <laughs> but no, no, I already, I already know the truth about Luca, and that he, he is the guy. He is the truth. He is the truth, man. He's so good. Uh, no, oh, Giannis. Okay, I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna once again, I'm gonna plead, or, or yeah, plead ignorance. I don't watch the NBA. I watch okay. highlights of the NBA every now and then, but because you know it's I, they don't televise it quite as widely as the NFL or even ba- at least here in Missouri. Well, it's just not on the uh, local channels, so yeah. it's it's either on ESPN or TNT or right. NBA TV. Now, granted, like every Sunday and Saturday, it'll be on uh, ABC. But I'm probably just actually I know what it is. I'm just spoiled because my top three. Well, okay, I'll even go four. My top four like sports fandoms. Happened to be the Dallas Cowboys, always uh-huh. on, always on TV, even up here in Missouri. The St. Louis Cardinals, obviously, I can watch any Cardinals game I want because of Fox Sports Midwest. Uh, the Missouri Tigers, same thing. I'll either go to the game or it'll be on TV here in Missouri. And then the Dallas Mavericks. So I never see them on TV unless for the occasional games that they're on TNT or ESPN, which I always didn't even have bad luck with those because they. Oh, it feels like they always get scheduled. It, in fact, now I really think about it, it feels like they're always scheduled to play the Warriors on a Wednesday night at right. 10, at ten p.m. Like, cool. Right. Well, I'm yeah. not going to watch that. But anyway, Giannis. I hear he's really good. He is quite amazing. Yes. What's so amazing about about uh, about Giannis? Because uh, again, it, it it has everything to do with the fact that I don't watch the NBA that much. That I feel like it, his name just kind of came out of nowhere. At least for me, I was like, "Wait, who's this guy? He plays for the Bucks, and he's really good, and he's better than LeBron." What? Right. Well, I remember when he wasn't. So he when he was drafted, I believe he was the fifteenth pick, and his rookie year he averaged like six or seven points. Um, and when I remember when he got drafted, everyone was like the ESPN analyst was like, this kid, he's, he, they were comparing him to Kevin Durant. Granted, mm-hmm. he's not the shooter that Kevin is and doesn't have the same kind of handle, but right. in terms of like physique, very similar. And they were saying, oh, he's like one or two years away from being potentially maybe, maybe a really good basketball player. But if you look at him now, I don't think anyone was really expecting to see this because, I mean, this year he's averaging 29.6 points almost 14 rebounds and like almost 16 assists. Yeah. And he's doing that while playing, I think like 31 games a minute, which is 31, minute. a, 31, 31 minutes a game. 31. Yeah. Right. 31 minutes a game. <laughs> I said 31 games a minute. I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's the Greek freak. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah. 31 minutes per game for him to be averaging those numbers in only 31 minutes is insane. And yeah. then plus what he's doing on the defensive end, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I keep seeing them on Twitter. Like his efficiency, both on defense and on offense, mm-hmm. it's it's really just kind of like staggering. Yeah. Um. He's and he's only twenty five, which is crazy. I mean, he has he can get so much better. Like just wait until he because he's really working on his threes. He's mm-hmm. shooting more threes this year than he has in years past. So if he becomes a solid three point shooter, he will he will 
be unguardable. That's that's ridiculous. He's. I need to. I know. I need to watch him more. And it reminds me of like of watching Luca. Like he's out there just so big, and it's, and he's and he can shoot. It's like how do you, right? How do you do that? Which is why dare I say, Luca's probably if he keeps if he keeps going, Luca. You correct me if I'm wrong, but Luca would probably be even better than Dirk, because that was Dirk's whole thing. Is like, he's seven feet tall. How do you? And his and his release is like from way back here behind his head. Like how do right. you how do you defend that? You don't. And Luca's not quite. I think he's probably like what six. He's, he's six probably, seven. He's six seven. So yeah, he's not. He's so Dirk's got still a few inches on him. But even then, you're six seven. You can pull up like that. Oh my right. gosh. I mean, if you look at his numbers this year, it's pretty uh, crazy. Just his second year in the league. Well, to be fair, he's been a pro basketball player since he was sixteen. Right. Where he was playing. Uh, for Real Madrid in Spain. That's right, in Spain. So, he's he already had the experience before coming in the league. Granted, I didn't think – I'm always cautious of, like, drafting foreign players just because, yeah, they always have this so much potential, but I feel like very few of them really live up to it. Right. But I didn't take into account that Luca had played four years professionally already. And he was the MVP in, his, in the Spanish Basketball League his last year there. Apparently, if you want to know about where the good foreign players are, you need to talk to Mark Cuban. Apparently, he apparently he knows. <laughs> I guess at least. No, it's it's very exciting. Right. But again, like I, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, I know everything about about all these different players. Like I don't. Like it's it's hard enough keeping. I'm I'm getting old, man. It's hard keeping up with all all the different sports. So. Right. I am a self-proclaimed, very soft fan of, of the NBA. I I love the NBA. I just I haven't been watching it as much, and I didn't watch a whole lot this year since I've been in school and stuff. But mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to the playoffs this year. Yeah, because this is the first time in yep, me too <laughs> a very long time that it's like this is wide open. Like in my in my opinion, I'm like there's a very good amount of teams that have a legit chance potentially making a run and winning it at all. It's going to be exciting. Granted, we still might get that. I hope we do. Uh, Maybe just be... with no fans. <laughs> I'm okay with that as long uh, as we get to watch it. I am too. I mean, I think – and I hope some of the players feel differently now too. I know I, we said we'd avoid pandemic talk, but I think it was LeBron. Even LeBron came out with the very, very beginning of all this and said, I'm not – if he's like, if there's no fans, I'm not playing. Right. Right. I, I think would he would still back that, though. I've, like, why? Especially now. Like, w- with everything that has happened, you wouldn't be willing to, to get out there and play for it to be televised for people to watch? Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. Like, I, I get it. Like, if, if the NBA were to come and say, like, hey, uh, for the next two years, we're going to have no fans in the stadium. Okay, put your foot down there and fight against that because that would be a little ridiculous. But you're talking – like – you can't do it for this the latter half of this season. Right. Like well, this, I mean, it's kind of po- it's kind of extraordinary circumstances. Right. We're at the point now where it's going to start, I mean, it's going to affect the timeline for next season in terms of when they're going to be yeah. able to start that. And I don't know what they're going to do cuz they've had I've seen some stuff on Twitter where they've had talks like, "Oh yeah, we're going to go and play and uh I, w- I want to say like an island in the Caribbean or something like that." Or somewhere where it's not as not, they aren't as impacted as much, 
but it's like that's going to take a lot of resources to do and then i saw something where i think they were looking something out in arizona baseball was talking about arizona okay that was baseball baseball was talking because there's like four or five different stadiums all within like 50 miles of each other so baseball was talking about doing all of their games in in uh in arizona with no fans right well baseball could do that i mean i don't i don't baseball's i know a couple years ago i think it was the baltimore oilers against some other team and they had a game with no fans because of the protests there were some protests going on and it was weird yeah it was weird but i mean they still played and it happens it happened like you can't do anything it's freaking crazy it's wild times we're living in right it is i don't know because i'm sitting here and i'm thinking you know I guess regardless because of my new schedule now with, with football coming up in the fall, like I probably wasn't, wouldn't have been able to go to, even if none of this happened, I probably wouldn't be able to go to a Cowboys game now until late November, December. But now right. it really, it really might not happen at all because everyone might be in that boat. It really could be that you have no, no massive amounts of fans until November, December. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know what they're going to do. It's interesting though. It is. Oh well, we'll figure it I'm out. I'm looking forward to the resolution though. I'm looking forward to next week to Thursday when we can actually have some sports. Some sports ball. Some ball <laughs> some sports ball talk. <laughs> what do you mean, man? A WNBA draft was on last night. It was? Yeah. Oh, frick. I got a Oops. bunch of uh it was all over my Twitter timeline because uh, the NBA, I followed the NBA on Twitter and they uh-huh. were just retweeting it like crazy. And I'm like, why am I getting so much of this stuff? I didn't even see it. Yeah. Sports ball has been unkind to me for the last five weeks. Cause the only bit of like sports news I've received that's significant makes me sad. And that's that Molly Miller is no longer the head coach of the girls basketball team at jury. Yeah. That's my sad. grandma was telling me about this. That's uh that's crazy. Cause you guys were undefeated and you were looking at maybe winning it this year. We were one game away last year from being right. Right. undefeated up to that point. And then, yeah, we were undefeated this year. And once again, just just trashing everybody. Well, and then I looked to see where she went. She went to, I think it's like Grand, Grand Canyon Grand, University. Right. And I'm like, is this even D1? I looked it up. It is D1. But I'm like, why wouldn't she have gone to like is a bigger school? Like it was a, a bigger Division One school? that wanted her i would think I, I it might be a pay thing because i have some insider information i can't divulge but i am aware that yeah i know that i'm aware of the of of approximately the salary that the head boys basketball coach was making and he won a national championship in 2013 my sophomore year there at drury okay and so you even though then molly miller comes in and she arguably is i would again i would say more successful more consistently successful right because hester had this one magic year where we're like boom like we we won the national championship and we're injuries pretty competitive just about every year anyway but the um pay wise you could probably argue of paying her the exact same as him if not just a tick below because of that national championship but probably never more and i don't know maybe they offered her a big big pay bump maybe yeah i'm sure i'm, I'm, I'm sure they had to have because yeah because otherwise as i was talking to uh, one of my guys in in the admin there at drury they basically said dude she can do whatever she wants at this point 
you know, barring that she just comes in and all of a sudden they start when, you know, only winning four games a year, three years in a row, like she can do whatever she wants at this point. Right. I was like, I don't know that. And I guess that's just a different, it's just a different mentality for different people. Like I'm sitting here and I'm like, dude, if, if, uh, you know, I don't know, just trying to think of a good example. If, if I became the head football coach at Glendale, you know, I can't imagine that even if then, you know, uh, Rockwood and um, Belton, you know, or Lee Summit came and said, we want you to be our head coach. I can't imagine, even though that those would be like bigger programs, I would imagine myself being like, I'm, and we'll, we'll say in this imaginary scenario, like I'm very successful too. It's like, I wouldn't want to, I don't know if I'd want to leave because that's, that's my place. You know, she, and I don't know if you know, she played at Drury too. Like she, Oh wow. That's where she played. And then she's been the head coach there for several years now. So I don't wow. Know. Maybe it was uh, in, 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 in internal conflict. Yeah, maybe so. That's interesting. I didn't know she played there. Oh yeah, like her her I had to it take me a little while to look it up because local stuff is always difficult to look up. Her record as a player combined with being a coach is it, it's insane. It's scary. I might take maybe 10 seconds here, maybe longer just to see if I can look it up because I remember look seeing it once and it was crazy. Hmm. Well, even just okay, even just coaching at Drury. How long has she been the coach there, or was there? Looks like. Oh shoot! I got redirected. Hold on. Uh, Five seasons as a head coach. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. She only yeah. lost seventeen so, games. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Twenty. Uh, twenty-six and four. Twenty-six and five. Thirty and four. 31 and 3, 35 and 1. And then whatever and then however many games they got to this year before it before the season ended. Wow. Yeah, and she she played at Kickapoo and then she played at uh at Drury and then and then I, th- I don't remember where she was coaching before. She might have been an assistant with the girls for a bit maybe. I don't remember. I don't think she was ever I'm pretty sure she wasn't ever coaching um when I was there. Actually, no, okay. Her first year coaching there. Yeah. Her first year coaching at Drury would have been my senior year. So but she's insane. Wow. All right. This has been therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> and therapeutic. Thanks for talking some sports ball with me. Yeah, no problem, man. Anytime. We'll bring you back sometime. Don't worry. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Hopefully, it was a little therapeutic to not for everyone else listening to not have to listen to something that had everything and all to do with COVID and the pandemic or not. Even if even if it didn't make any sense to you what we were talking about with just draft and sports or just whatever. Hopefully, it was just nice to have something else to listen to. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.